What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, December 22nd, 2016, and you guys are listening to episode 286. Uh, how is everybody doing? I hope everybody had a great time in between shows. Uh, I am doing this early on Thursday, uh, very early on Thursday, so you guys should have this, uh, you know, all day Thursday and, and uh, you know, into the regular uh, schedule, into the regularly scheduled program. Um, I got a great show for you guys today, a lot of stuff to talk about. This will be the Christmas uh, installment, and I was going to have a guest, but I uh, am not doing this podcast from the city, and with the holidays and everything, um, it would have just been too hard to get some people up here, um, but I am going to be doing... Um, like I mentioned before, I'm going to be doing the two extra podcasts a week starting uh, in, uh, you know, the first few months of the first few months of 2017. I'm going to be doing, um, you know, it's going to be a couple couple dollars subscription and you're going to hear me one on one with um, some other your favorite comedians um, doing just an hour of bullshitting. There's going to be no segments. There's going to be no unacceptables, nothing like that. It's just going to be me and, you know, uh, another comedian that you guys, um, you know, like or heard of, or, you know, are a fan of, uh, or maybe you're not, but either way, you know, that's, uh, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to sit down and, uh, you know, shoot the shit, talk, you know, talk, you know, uh, talk shop about everything going on in our careers, what's going on in comedy, um, and it should be really good, a good deal. Now, here's what I did for this podcast. I bought Lloyd, my dog, a, um, a bone. I bought him a bone that had all kinds of meat and, and bacon flavor. And I was like, oh, this will buy me at least until half the podcast hour, you know, maybe hour, maybe half the podcast. Well, I am two minutes and 20 seconds into this podcast right now, and uh, my dog is done. He licked the bone clean, he bit the bone, and now he's around searching for something like an absolute animal. So this means I am going to, it is not too cold today, and I am going to put my dog outside on the runner, okay, and he's going to have to sit there and deal with it for about 50 minutes or whatever, because um, he's not acting right. Well, he's not acting bad yet, but I know. I see it in his face. He's just looking around. And he's going, all right, what the fuck else can I can I get into here? Um, but a lot of stuff to talk about. I want to talk about Christmas stuff. I want to talk about shopping in the mall, which I love and I find absolutely hilarious. want to uh, obviously talk about the end of the NFL season. Two more games. Giants play tonight. Um, also talk a little bit about the Knicks. We'll talk about, um, some funny, weird, I have some pet peeves that I think you guys will find, um, really funny. And that's what I wanted to talk about on the show is like, I, you know, everybody's got their things that drive them nuts, right? Everybody's got some weird little, you know, just pet peeves that they can't stand. Well, people say mine are really weird. So, um, I'll share those with you. And uh, hopefully we could have fun with that. Of course, my unacceptable. I have an unacceptable and an acceptable and your guys' unacceptables. So, as always, we have a uh, a fun-filled, fully-packed TVE um, this week in installment number 286. 
So uh, sit back and relax wherever you may be, working from home, on your treadmill, in your, in your car, at your cubicle, drinking, smoking, whatever you're doing, when and wherever you listen to this, this will be the holiday version of, um, of the show. I can't believe I've been doing this over six years. Uh, you guys are the best fans. The numbers keep growing. Um, you know, the fact that people are sitting down in Croatia listening to this right now, New Zealand, Australia, Great Britain, Canada, uh, and everywhere else, man, it's, it's so cool. So let's get into this. Um, but first, before the, uh, before the Versi Effect podcast starts, got to shout out, uh, some sponsors here. The Versi Effect podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog and citylivingdog.com and Coach Mike and, um... You know what? Lloyd's not going to do it to me. I see what you're doing, dude, and you're not interrupting the show because I have a flow, okay? I slept well. I'm literally looking at my dog right now, and he was like, and that, no, and now he's locking in on the cats. Um, he's been really good. It's kind of ironic that I'm talking to him because he's been really good uh, after Coach Mike came here and stuff, but he is starting to slowly revert back to going after the cats, and I have to claim the cats again. Um, but I am going to let him run outside for a few minutes and I will be right back. Okay. I had to put, uh, had to put Lloyd outside. Uh, it is actually getting warmer here. It's, uh, you know, last couple days you can't have the, the animals outside really, you know, when it's like 25 or below or whatever. But once it gets into the forties or whatever, you know, they could hang out for like an hour or so outside. So anyway, um, yeah, coach Mike came here, and he had Lloyd, you know, really doing good, and and we stuck with it for a while, but now he's starting to slowly, you know, he knows what he's doing is wrong, I've never seen a fucking dog test like this, this dog will just kind of look at you like, I know you don't want me doing this shit right now, I see it, but you know what, I'm gonna try doing this shit right now and see how far I could get, I've never seen, and he's so clever and smart, but um, there'll be no interruptions from Lloydie on this one, everybody. Um, but as I was saying, we are sponsored by City Living Dog and CityLivingDog.com. Um, the services that Coach Mike does with them are amazing. Uh, and, and like I said, you know, he worked on my dog, so I got to see it, you know, firsthand. And I got to see, and it's amazing when those people are in the house, when a dog trainer is in the house, when somebody who's worked with dogs knows dogs fucking sp- you know, speaks the language of dog, like the, the fucking dog whispers. When they really are in a house, their body language, their, their eyes, you can watch how the dog knows, holy shit, I'm in for it. And um, I know people who listen to the show have reached out to Coach Mike, and I appreciate that, um, and he appreciates that because um, this is a, a good dude and great at his job. And he's, you know, done done this for 17 years with dogs. He really understands them. So um, reach out to him. Watch his Facebook. You can see him on Instagram, uh, Twitter. He does Facebook Live. And his amazing, his amazing uh, videos on uh, YouTube. So just go to YouTube and type in City Living Dog, City Living Dog Services, Coach Mike, and you'll see all that stuff. Um, and I think you uh, will really enjoy it and be amazed by what uh, what he can do. And also, of course, guys, all things comedy, all things comedy. If you uh, love this podcast, you want to hear other podcasts, um, there's amazing podcasts on all things comedy, Um, amazing uh, records because they are a comedy album label as well. That's where the Night at the Stand 
um, you know, was that's the label Night at the Stand was under. So um, check them out. Follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy. Support their comedians. I can tell you firsthand that they are amazing to the artist. They are amazing to the artist. They're fair to the artist. They let the artist and the person that created the content um, profit the most. Instead of some other labels that are like, yeah, we'll do a, uh, you know, 50-50 with you. We'll take half of your fucking creation. We'll do that, you know, it's not like that there. So uh, follow All Things Comedy and check them out. Um, Speaking of my album, as you guys know, I'm going to be shooting a special in... um, Late March, uh, early April. Um, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably going to be April, but there's definitely a chance it could be March because it's almost ready to go. Um, I'm really excited about this new hour because this new hour is better than my album, um, 100%. And I, I'm really excited to see what the public is going to think of this. And um, I'm excited to do it and have fun. Uh, something that I wish I can let you guys know right now, but I can't. I almost wish I could get your guys' feedback, but I can't right now. But I have a big decision to make on on this. Something's come up with my hour where, oh my God, can I, I can maybe give you guys a teaser, but I can't really, I can't really go there yet. I can't really go there yet because it might not happen and it's a decision I have to make. Um... And I'm trying to think of if I could even tell you in the future. But this is what I could tell you guys. I can tell you that I have an opportunity to shoot my special and do something that has not been done in over 30-something years. And I'd be the first comedian in history to... uh, And saying that makes me lean towards it. But I would be the first comedian in history to do a, um, to do something like what I have the opportunity to do. Um, however, a lot has to go into this decision and this is something that I need to mull over through the holidays and, uh, pretty much make my decision in, um, you know, the first week of January, uh, which I will do, you know, but right when I'm leaning one way, I'm leaning towards another way. So, um, both options are amazing. Uh, both options will be, you know, great for, for the hour and for what I need to do. Um, one is uh, pretty crazy and amazing, and I do have the opportunity because I've been giving the, uh, the blessing to do it. So uh, that being said, uh, that's my problem, not your guys' problem. But uh, one thing I can tell you guys is, um, you know, I will put my heart and soul and everything I have in, 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 and do the best that I could do for this next one, um, which I know is the best material that I've done, and it will hopefully be done in a uh, in an amazing venue with a great story behind it, and that's what we're working on right now. So, um, a lot of stuff went on this week. I was glad. I was really glad that the one thing got exposed. Now... If some of you don't know this, I got a little nuts on Facebook. And I'll tell you guys what I wrote. It was regarding the um, MTV thing. The MTV was talking about white males, generalized and categorized white males. And, uh, you know, it was ridiculous. So I'm going to play. I'm going to play the clip for you. Okay, I hope you guys can hear it. I'll put it, I'll put it up loud. Um, but, yeah, so basically what happened was... 
um, MTV decided to do a clip. They decided to have some people, I don't know if they were, you know, writers or comedians, or I haven't never seen these people performing stand-up before, but maybe they're younger, I don't know. But they basically sat down, and it was called like 2017 New Year's Resolutions for some white males, but they generalized white males. So this is what it was, this is what drove me nuts, then I said something, and then, uh, Things got a little nutty, but I'll tell you uh, I'll tell you exactly what happened after you listen to this absolute horse shit, this absolute nonsense, and uh, you know, you guys can take it for what you want, but it's called uh, MTV Video Attacking White Guys Removed from YouTube and Facebook. It was removed, which is, is great, but here, check this out. Oh wait, did they take it down or can I still get it? I'm wondering if I can... Still get this thing. Fuck, did they... Oh, I'm so glad they had to. They had their fucking tail between their legs. And they had to fucking do it. And rightfully so. Let's see if it's been... Yep. Yes. This video... Okay, good. Good, you fucking hypocrites. You fucking hypocrites. Okay. Here's what happened. They basically said... Uh, they they had to remove this thing, so it was really condescending. It was really fucking ridiculous, and it was called the 2017 New Year's resolutions for white guys, and it was like basically saying it was basically saying that like it was just making fun of like the blue lives matter and that's all that white people think it was basically assuming that all white males voted for Trump it was basically saying that well if you're not a white male america could never be great or you've never america was never great for anybody that wasn't white it was talking about how like when a white college student rapes somebody the judge the ju- because the judge was white it was like almost it, it, it was it was one of the most insulting fucking things, and quite frankly, and I said this to my comedian friends, um, you know, I said this to my comedian friends, I was like, I'm pretty shocked, I'm pretty shocked that I'm the only fucking guy that was outraged by this, now this was going to be my, uh, this was not going to be my unacceptable, and I'm not even going to make it my unacceptable, because this is too obvious and fucking unacceptable, this is too obvious, I wish I could play it for you guys now, unfortunately, they took it down. But it was a, uh, it was an African American dude. It was a Hispanic woman. It was a white couple of white dudes. It was a couple, all everybody, and just basically shitting on white males. Okay, saying that like we're the reason for everything. We do this, and it was such a fucking liberal, lefty fucking thing to do, that even people that I know that are Democrats and liberal were like, yeah, fuck that. Because now we're generalizing doing everything that we don't want people to do. We don't want you to generalize. Nobody does. No, you know, that's racial division right there. And in a time where it's so sensitive for you to have, for fucking shitty MTV, you know, it's shitty. I'm not saying everything and all the networks that fall under their umbrella. I'm talking about MTV. When it was MTV, music, television, and then they took away the music, television, and it's all these stupid game shows and this stuff. It stinks. And I'm sorry. And if executive doesn't want to fucking book me or doesn't like me because I'm saying it, they know it fucking stinks. And all I'm going to do is be honest, and I'm never not going to be fucking honest. 
okay? So when I heard this shit, I was like walking around my kitchen and I could not let it go. I couldn't let it go. I thought it was absolute horse shit, okay? Um, so here's what I wrote. I wrote, apparently MTV knows what I think, how I was raised, and what is in my heart. Yeah, because you know what I have been through. What a shitty, pandering, awful network. MTV has been so bad for so long, it's embarrassing. I held back from saying that because I had friends who were on it. I don't give, <clears throat> I don't give a fuck, okay? What a joke. Most comics on that BS channel are doing gigs in Williamsburg in front of the fakest crowds there are. Go do 60 minutes in a real club where making fun of yourself gets old in five minutes. So ridiculous. Does people even imply that all white males voted for Trump by saying America was never great for anybody who wasn't a white guy? Fuck you. You don't know me or anything about me. Talk to people before you generalize. That's not irresponsible and racist. Go fuck yourselves. Happy holidays. I mean, Merry Christmas. Okay? That's what I wrote. And for the first time when uh, I can't hold back on Facebook, because you guys have seen me, I've said some stuff politically I couldn't hold back, I've said some stuff about the media, I've said a bunch of things, and there's always half and half people fighting, I'm sure some people unfriended me. This was the first time in my life, and MTV taking it down is, is evidence of this. Now, I'm not saying MTV took it down because of me. MTV took it down because there were a lot of people like me. And MTV took it down because they generalized and they did something that was racist. They did something that was racist. People should be fired over that shit. Letting that shit out, people should be fired. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if the tables were turned and, and MTV or somebody or some fucking network put something out there saying, you know, 2017 reasons why, you know, Puerto Rican men should, resolution for Puerto Rican men or black men or women. Do you know what happened if it was 2017 resolutions for women and doing some shit like that? It would be a fucking shitstorm and it would, first of all, it would never clear. But because it's a white male, then it can go out. And I'm so glad that it came off. But I did not get anything other than positive things, saying that it was ridiculous, saying, you know, just saying thank you. I'm going to even take it this far. I had private messages, multiple, multiple, not one. Not, I had not two. I had, I had multiple private messages thanking me, applauding me. I had African-American dudes that, I, that, that work at networks say, I just want to applaud what you did. That work at networks, that, 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 that work on online networks that do shit all over, stuff that gets posted all over thanking me. I've had comedians going, dude, thank you, sir. That was awesome. I love that post. Now, I'm not saying this to boast or to brag about my post. I'm saying it because I don't understand how, how more people didn't. I don't understand how you could fucking allow that. You know, and all of a sudden, oh, because it's white guys, it's just, well, yeah, we'll sit back. Yeah, because we're all fucking elitists. All, every white guy you know, their parents went to an Ivy League school. Yeah, I, I grew up with a fucking silver spoon in my mouth. I never struggled. You know, it's like you don't know anything about me. You don't know. You don't fucking know that in order for me to get stage time when I first started coming up in comedy, I literally was doing fucking Eminem 8 Mile shit. Literally walking into clubs that were packed 250, 300 all black people. Okay, and I would go on for no money, five, six minutes, and they wanted to boo me off, and I wanted to go on stage and prove that I was funny. That's how I came up in this fucking business. I drove from upstate New York near Poughkeepsie down to 125th Street in Harlem under a bridge to perform at Uptown Comedy Club in fucking Harlem on 125th Street. Zero money, five minutes, don't boo me, or am I good enough for you? 
And I fucking did it. I did that all the time. You know, so don't don't act like it's like, oh, well, it's a white male, so he could just fucking go get a network job or, he'll, you know, he'll get a sitcom tomorrow. It doesn't fucking work that way. And the fact that these fucking people, and even these comedians, somebody should have said something. Now, listen, I know if you're a 22-year-old, 23-year-old comedian, and MTV's like, yeah, we're doing this funny thing about white guys, and we're just going to joke. Maybe, maybe that, I'm not really going at them as much. Because to be honest, I don't know, like, I'm, now I'm wise enough to understand what, what the message is, or what, what's going on. You know, I think somebody, I, I can't really go after the comedians or the people on there. Although I do think that the way they talked and the way they were really, really condescending, it almost seemed like these people knew what the fuck they were doing, you know? But I, I just feel like um, it, it was so ridiculous. It was so fucking ridiculous. And 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 then, I'm not going to lie, I did get, you know, uh, some people hit me up like, dude, you, you should calm down. A manager hit me up like, listen, you know, that you, you might not want to vent it that way. And then I was thinking about it, and it was just something in my heart that was like, no, I'm not taking this down. I thought very well. I thought long and hard before I did it. You know, I wasn't drunk. I was just like, no, I don't like this. This is racist against me. And you know what? If somebody from a network was like, well, you know, you really shouldn't do that, I'll say, yeah, well, you know what? A network shouldn't, you know, be racist towards towards white males. How about that? A network shouldn't generalize what I am and, and talk about what I know and what my New Year's resolution should be. And I would say, quite frankly, sir or ma'am or whoever that person was, you know, if the tables were turned, there'd be an outrage and, and I'm outraged by it. So if you or anything that you do doesn't want to work with me because I'm being honest about something that was attacking me that was wrong, then I don't want to work with you. You know, I want to work with somebody that agrees with the way that I'm thinking right now. And you know what? MTV agrees with the way I'm thinking right now. That's why they took it down. Because they know they made a mistake. Okay? So, fuck that. How about that? Fuck that. I knew what I was doing. I felt it in my heart. And then, when my comedian friends saw it, big names. Big names. Multiple big name comedians going, fuck that. This isn't outrage. This is bullshit. You know? And, and, and look at the people that liked it. Look at all that shit. So, um... That was going to be my unacceptable, but then I'm like, that's just too easy. That's just so unacceptable, you know? And and it's shit like that. I'm going to be honest with you. Shit like that. I was actually talking about this with Giannis Papas. We were smoking a cigar, me, Giannis, and Bobby Kelly. We met up, and we smoked a cigar. This awesome place, holiday shit up, and we ate a, we ate a steak, and we, we smoked a stick, and we had a good time, and we were just talking. It's like a lot of people voted for Donald Trump because of this shit. Because it's so fucking one way. And it's so fucking, it's so, the fucking PC stuff and just, okay, it's all right to shit on white males now? Because what? You know, it, it just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it was really ridiculous. And I'm so glad that they took it, took it down. Uh, it, it drove me absolutely fucking crazy. Um, and let's be honest, most things do. Some things definitely drive me crazy, but. This one was over the top. I can't. You can't even find it anymore. That's how outrageous it was. And you know, a network and people know they fucked up when something is on there and they take it down like hours later because it was. It's ridiculous. I'd love to talk to the person that agreed to put that out there. I really would. I'd love to. I'd love to talk to the person. I don't care who it is, executive, direct, whoever the fuck put this up there for MTV. I'd love to sit down with them and not argue and not insult anybody. I just want. I want to know. Do you really think that as a white male, that I had it that easy? Do you really think that as a white male, I, 
you know, I, I'm racist against people? Do you do you think that I, I the rape thing? You're bringing up rape from colleges. Like, do you think that I condone that, or it's okay, or that white men white men condone that kind of action? Do you think that, um, you know, do you think that you know? America was never really great for anybody that's not white. Do you really think? I really want to know if they think that the ignorant shit that they put out there, they really think that. Because if they do, there's a fucking bigger problem out there than 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 is known. If if people think that shit, so I don't have I don't have a unacceptable this week. I have an acceptable. Okay, I have two acceptables. Number one. My number one acceptable is the amount of people that commented on my Facebook post, which was, let me see how many people commented on it, okay? It got, um, it got 222 likes, and I believe it got close to 60 or something comments, um, which is a pretty good number. You know, usually a post that gets a hundred likes is usually a good post. A post that gets 200 likes, I feel is like on the, on the much higher level. And, and, and when you get over 40 comments, this was like a 220 and 60 comments, right? And everybody agreed with it. And the best part, and my acceptable is that Democrats agreed, Republicans agreed, a lot of people agreed with what they did was fucked up, and that's all I could ever ask, and that was that was that was great. And the fact that they had to take it down is acceptable because they it, it fucking hit them in the face, and I I love that. Um, so it was almost like such an unacceptable that they got called out on it, and they had to take it away. So I find that acceptable. My other acceptable is a little more humorous and more on the lighter side. Okay, I was down in the city because I've been driving down there every fucking day for weeks. Well, no, yesterday I didn't, but it just feels like I am driving on the FDR drive every night or every other night, and it's 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 starting to, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot to run down there, do a spot, maybe two spots, you know, get on stage a couple times and then sit in the FDR, and of course they've been doing construction on it since whatever. Every fucking year, there's a merge. Every year, every day, there's a merge. Um, but I had to go down to the city early, then come home, and then go back down to uh, do a spot in New York City. So it was just a long day. But when I get there, I get there a little early. And anytime I go to New York City for a meeting or for a show... Uh, or for, you know, when I was doing the NFL network, if, you know, I got to get there early. If I'm there like 45 minutes early or an hour early, I go into a cool spot in New York and I get some, some breakfast or a coffee. Right. And I've never seen anything like this. It was, it was almost too acceptable. So I go into this place and it's a nice place. It's, um, it's, uh, but it's a place that like you mainly take out, but they do have tables in there. It's one of those places where it's not a bodega, but it's just like a really nice like deli, but then, you know, these places where you, I don't know if they have like a hot buffet, but just one of those places, you know, you get the paper, you get a coffee, you order a sandwich, you order eggs, they're making egg sandwiches for everybody. So, uh, I'm thinking about what I want and I'm like, all right, I don't want to do cheese. I'm doing the diet thing. And I go, all right, how about this? I go, can I get, uh, two eggs on an English muffin, no cheese and extra bacon? Right? 
I am not kidding you people. I'm not exaggerating. This is going to sound like I'm exaggerating. I've never seen this. There was like a tourist, there were tourists, family, um, a couple and their, and their daughter, uh, or no, the couple and their two kids. I could tell they were in town from another state to be in New York City around Christmas time. They didn't tell me. I didn't ask. I just knew it. I figured it out. Uh, and I figured it out because they were going in the door before me and I made like a noise like, ugh. But it was because the wind blew and I got really cold and I was just doing it like, ooh, like one of those. And the guy was like, no, no, you could go ahead of us, you could go ahead of us. And I knew that he wasn't from New York and I knew that he was like, oh shit, maybe they are really rude. So then to let him know that I'm not rude and I'm a nice guy and I got kids and don't worry and enjoy New York and all this shit. You know, I'm a good host. You know, I'm a good host. So I'm going like, I'm going, no, no, no worries, man. I go, I got kids too. I'm just out here freezing. Don't worry. And I was like, you know, and the guy was like, oh, cool. So the guy's watching me order. He's ordering behind me. Oh, he's waiting to order behind me. And I go, I, I give the order, you know, English muffin, two eggs, extra bacon. This guy, not exaggerating, picture a grown man's hand grabbing as much bacon as you could possibly can get out of a pile of bacon, okay? That's what I want you to picture right now. There's a pile of fresh cooked bacon on this grill, pile of it, an absolute mountain of it. And it looked delicious. It was cooked to perfection. It was fresh. It was just cooked. This man in his fucking, you know, rubber gloves or those fucking cooking things, you know, the sanitation gloves, whatever, he grabs as much as a grown man can grab, make a fist of it and put it on. And I could not fucking believe how much bacon it was that I go, wow. And the guy behind me goes, wow, that's a nice, I, it was so much that I couldn't close the English muffin and I had to let some fall. And I might've even thrown a little bit out. I tried to eat it just cause it was delicious and I don't want things to go to waste. You know, English muffin was light on the carbs, still not great with all that bacon. So I'm like, I can't, it was one of the most acceptable portions of something that I've ever seen, you know, you know, cause let's, let's be honest. If you get anything with bacon, okay. If you get pancakes and bacon, they'll give you four or five strips. If you get a bacon, egg and cheese, you know, they'll go two one way and crisscross it the other way. Maybe you're talking four strips. On an English muffin, sometimes they'll go even less, like two or three, because it's much smaller. This guy, I'm not kidding you. If I had to guess, I would say there was probably 20 to 25 strips of bacon. It was one of the most insane things. It was awesome. Absolutely awesome. So uh, that is my acceptable. They did not cheap out or skimp at all whatsoever. It was delicious, and uh, and that's all you could ask for. So, um, you know, those are my acceptables and unacceptables. I am not an entitled white guy who fucking is out of touch and racist, which they basically made. It was really ridiculous. I wanted so badly to play it. And, uh, and the guy at that place, and I forgot where I was. I could tell you, oh my God, where was I? It was around 44th Street. It was around West... I was around West 44th Street. Yeah. It was West 44th Street. Um, and it was a place that... It was just one of those places where you could get everything and they have a great deli in there. And it was amazing. Um, 
So uh, there you have it. Let's let's go to your guys' unacceptables. Uh, there's a lot more than there was last time, but <clears throat> I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's a crazy. Let's see what's uh, what's going on. All right, here we go. Yeah, there's a, there's a handful of them, but some are not uh, for the podcast. Some are questions. Some are um, recommendations people are asking for. People are giving some uh, Christmas service on Acceptables. People are asking about some TVE merchandise. So so we'll, we'll, we'll have a good time with it. Let's see where we are time-wise here. All right, 32 minutes, perfect, right where I want to be. Um, let's go. And I got a surprise. We got a Christmas surprise, everybody. We got a Christmas surprise unacceptable. Guess who's number one? We haven't heard from him in a minute. Okay, I think he's been holding out, and I think he's been waiting for the Christmas TVE, 2016 Christmas TVE. None other, everybody, than the Shakespeare of shit himself. Okay? The undisputed IBS champion of the world, Mr. Kelly Meyer. For you new to the podcast, Kelly Meyer has been writing in. He is an unbelievably dedicated and loyal fan. He's come to New York to see me perform. Hopefully he will be at my special if, uh, if that can work. He's written in about his amazing IBS stories. He has IBS, which uh, for you people that don't know is irritable bowel syndrome. He's had epic write-ins to the show where, um, you know, myself and I know others have been in tears. And uh, he is here. Uh, There's absolutely no pressure on him because they've been so good for so many years that even even if he wrote in a stinker, no pun intended, it would be, it would be fine. Okay. He's delivered. He's got like carte blanche on my show. All right. He's, he's earned that. Um, he's a Packers fan who's starting to feel good about himself. We'll get into that later, Kelly. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you because you guys, as much as the Giants scare you, you scare us. It's one of those things where Rodgers can go off, um, you know, one of those things with Giants defense and Eli. We, we'll get into that after. But let's get into the IBS unacceptable from none other than Kelly Meyer. Here we go. Uh, this is a great way to do the uh, Christmas show. Hi, Paul. I apologize in advance for the length. Well, you don't have to apologize, sir. But I feel like a standard has been set for these IBS stories, and it would be a disservice to your audience if I were to admit omit any details. Do you see, everybody, what we're dealing with here? Do you see what kind of a professional? I don't care what he's writing about. He waited to write into the show. He's on the Christmas show, and and he already said, I can't, I can't give you them all the time because I don't want to do a disservice. And he didn't even say a disservice to me. He said a disservice to you. A disservice to you. And don't worry. The Paul Verzi, Kelly Meyer uh, one-time podcast, whenever that can happen, will go down. We're going to try to make that happen. If I go out to Wisconsin and perform, which I think I'm going to, we will make that happen. Okay, here we go. So, most nights I go to bed in a t-shirt and a pair of athletic shorts, uh, commando style. No underwear. Last Friday night was no different. I wore my white New Balance workout shorts to bed. Uh, Saturday morning, I woke up, went into the living room, laid down on the couch, and started reading the book I was trying to finish. 
A few minutes later, my daughter came out of her room and sat on the opposite end of the couch. So I bent my legs to give her some space. Uh, I was laying on my back with my ass pointed directly in her direction. (laughs) My daughter is (laughs) very astute for an eight-year-old, so she understood she was uh, seated in the blast zone. She said, Daddy, you better not fart on me. I laughed, lifted my leg, and made a fart sound with my mouth. Daddy, she yelled, laughing but still grossed out. This happened a few more times. I'd wait a minute, lift my leg, and make a fart noise, and she would tell me to stop. After a while, I felt some gas brewing from deep (laughs) within the abyss of my digestive system, so I decided to stop faking it and heave out a real one. I gave it a push. <laughs> I gave it a push and a massive fart blew out in my daughter's direction. She freaked out and ran to my wife to t- uh, to tell on me for what I did. Now I got the cat, not now. All right, that's fucking hilarious. So she freaked out, ran to my wife to tell on me for what I did. My wife comes out from the bedroom and just said, Seriously, you're disgusting. And then she went into the kitchen to make breakfast. I just laughed and didn't even look up uh, from my book. My daughter came back and informed me that she had uh, narked me out. I looked her dead in the face and said, "Snitches get stitches." She didn't realize. Uh, she didn't really under. <clears throat> excuse me. She didn't really understand what I meant by that. So she ignored me and sat back down on the couch where she had been previously sitting and continued watching TV. A few minutes later, my daughter asked, Daddy, what is that? I look up from my book and she was staring directly at my ass. No. Did you sit on some chocolate or something? Oh my God. I knew what she was looking at. And at this point in the story... You and the rest of TVE Nation also probably know what she was looking at as well. Without saying anything, oh my God, without saying anything, I got up, went to the bathroom, dropped my pants. Sure enough, there was a big brown spot about five inches in diameter. Oh my God. I took off my shorts and sat on the shitter so I could wipe. And the toilet paper... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the toilet paper was clean uh, as a whistle uh, from the first wipe. Everything that came out of my ass was on my shorts. There wasn't a single sharticular, <laughs> sharticular. Oh, that's a great word. Uh, on my butt, che- <laughs> on my butt cheeks or butthole. I have no idea how it happened, but my guess is that a tiny turd. <laughs> That was mostly solid. Went shooting out of my ass and exploded on impact (laughs) with my shorts. There's no other reasonable explanation. You are defying, you are defying physics here. Uh, I threw away the shorts and hopped in the shower. Seriously, what the fuck is wrong with me? I really wonder sometimes. (laughs) Uh, Oh my God. Uh, that is fucking great, dude. Uh, unacceptable. Um, 
Hashtag PS. I thought you killed on Comedy Knockout, but they got you pretty good with the fedora bit. Yeah, they did. Uh, and I still uh, have an IBS unacceptable I'm saving for if I ever get a chance to be on the show. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I don't understand how you were able to shit your pants. I don't understand how you were able to shit your pants and then get nothing on the paper. I mean, that doesn't, I don't understand that. That defies the law. I mean, that just, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, oh yeah, thank you. I appreciate your comment. But yeah, the thing about, um, the thing about Comedy Knockout was, and I actually have to applaud them for how they edited because they didn't edit a lot out. But what they did edit out was they killed me with the fedora and the cigar, which was great. Well, I mean, I had such a good time with that. Um, but then when I dropped the C word on it and then Gina said, well, you were wearing it. I actually said something. If you notice in the episode, um, I said, I'm coming back. That was because there was another part of that. There was another segment. So then after that, there was something that I tied in and did a callback to a fedora and the Kentucky Derby again, which they cut out. But, um, no, man, I, I had a great time. And, uh, you know, somebody posted something that said the points, they had the points before the first round. Um, and, uh, let's be honest. I knew, I knew before that well, you know, I don't even want to go into that. I don't even want to go into that. But anyway, no, thank you for um, for watching that. Thank you so much for the uh, submission. I really appreciate it. That is so funny. I don't know how you manage these fucking... I don't know how you manage these things. But um, I love how your family is just always on, a, on alert and aware of, uh, of the problem. Uh, so dude, thanks so much. And we'll definitely get you on the show. We have to do that. We have to make that happen sometime. Okay. Uh, here we go, everybody. We have a follow-up from Alejandro Barbara. Alejandro Barba. Okay. If you remember, he was the one who they were, you know, letting him stay late and he was getting the minimum wage. And I pleaded for him. I pleaded for him. And I said that, and, uh, he wrote back and I, I didn't even read this yet. So you're hearing it as I'm saying it. I don't read these beforehand. Okay. Um, here we go. Paul Alejandro here. It's currently December 22nd. Just heard your reaction to my unacceptable from your 15th of December podcast. Can I just say thank you that you even read that shit on your podcast, and even more, thank you, you tried to get me a new job. Just to give you an update, my boss scheduled someone who would actually show up on time to take over my shift. Uh, that shit about her relieving, uh, relieving me was hilarious. Uh, and had she su- uh, what? And had she sucked my dick, I might have never emailed you in the first place. <laughs> Right. That's right. I don't think, I think if she was late and then she blew you, you, you would, you would deal with it. Um, seems like a fair trade to me. Absolutely. So through my girlfriend, uh, so through my girlfriend and so through my girlfriend, I found a new job for myself. Okay. Now let me tell you how I quit that shithole of a store. I didn't quite go the route you gave me. However, I did comfort. Okay. I did comfort my boss. Uh, on that scheming bitch. I'm sorry. I was going to say, that wouldn't make sense. I'm sorry. I got to open this. Oh, there we go. Holy shit, I just did the two-finger slide, and it made even the small font big again. Was I able to do that with all of these? And I'm fucking asking you guys to make it 
Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, let me do that. Let me do that last sentence again. So through my girlfriend, I found a new job for myself. Now let me tell you how I quit that shithole of a store. I didn't quite go the route you gave me. However, I did confront my boss on that scheming bitch. He again maintained that this cunt that this cunt had a sleep disorder that somehow prevents her from hearing alarm clocks. Uh, bitch, install an air horn alarm system if it's that much of a problem. I don't care about uh, uh, confidentiality anymore. This bitch, uh, okay, wow, he's giving names and shit. Um, Lenora was showing up three hours late after being scheduled uh, in at 10. I'll be there about 12. Fucking unacceptable. Don't feel bad, uh, Paul, don't feel bad for me. I'm two weeks away from making $2 more an hour and I was making, uh, uh, than I was making uh, at that minimum wage hellhole. Again, thanks for reading my unacceptable. A lot of shit pisses me off, so I'm sure uh, I'll be contributing more in the future. I did have one employer reach out to me because of your shout out. But it just didn't work out. Still, thanks again, and keep looking out for the little guy. Well, Alejandro, I'm glad that that worked out for you. Um, that's awesome that somebody listening to the show reached out to him. Uh, it might. It sounds to me like it didn't work out uh, for a couple reasons. I, I don't know. Maybe it was you were far away. Whatever it is, I'm just glad somebody was cool enough to listen to my show and offer somebody a job. Uh, that's what it's all about, man. Reaching people and, and trying to help people not just change their lives through laughter, but you know, it'd be cool to help somebody out, uh, listening to my, you know, fucking rants and shit and yelling and venting and all the shit that I do. If it helps anybody, that's great. And I'm glad that, uh, you got another job through your girlfriend and I'm glad that you confronted, uh, the people. So I'm sure you feel good all around. Um, thank you for the update and the submission. Here we go. This is from a uh, cigar so a cigar person says cigar advice from Justin Roberts. Hey Paul, so I wanted to write you and ask some some cigar advice. My wife and I are going to New Orleans in January with another uh, friend couple of ours and I mentioned that you had talked about a good cigar bar in Nola. Uh, they're all okay, yeah, that wasn't really Hold on a second. I'll, I'll finish reading it, but I'll, I'll Got to remember this thought. Um, they're all in on wanting to go uh, and check it out, but I can't remember the name of it or which episode you talked about it on. To be fair, it may have been uh, Bill Burr who mentioned it. Oh yeah, because uh, Bill Lawhead, Bill Lawhead, and myself were there. Um, but it's been a while, and I can't remember exactly. So my question is, what is your favorite slash the best cigar bar in New Orleans? Uh, thanks, Paul. Love the podcast as always. Well, thank you, Justin. Um, the place we went to, all right, hold on. This is going to be tough to remember because this is going to be tough to remember because, um, it was also at a jazz, it was like a jazz bar that had a humidor and cigars. So here's what I'll tell you to do because I remember this much. When you're there, cause it's and it's a little off the beaten path, like it's not near, it's 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 definitely not on Bourbon Street, um, and it might be like a it might be like a five or ten minute taxi ride, but if you Google 
If you Google like jazz bar or live jazz cigar lounge, it should come up. And the way you'll know it's the one is when you walk in the door, the humidor is a wall to your left and there's a bar to the right. And you got to go, I believe, up like a couple of stairs to the humidor or it's right by stairs on the left. So uh, I do not remember the name and I know that episode was a while ago because um, me, Burr, Lawhead, and I remember Lawhead's um, girlfriend was there at the time and it was, we did uh, we did the big theater there. It was amazing. It was amazing. I remember that night. It was one of my favorites. Um, but I don't remember the name. I'm sorry. But if you Google live jazz, like a uh, cigar lounge that plays live jazz or whatever, that'll come up. There's not going to be more than a couple of those. And uh, you'll, you'll see the one for sure. Um, but here's the thing. All of them may do it, but at just different, like, you know, just sometimes jazz bands are there. Sometimes they're not. Um, but this one um, had a back room with a pool table as well. So you could even call up and say, yeah, if you go, is this the one where you go up? It's literally like you go up two or three stairs and then it levels off and there's a pool table and dartboards in the very back. So you could ask them on the phone that one. That's the best that I could do for you, man. Thank you so much and uh, have a good time in NOLA. All right, here we go. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. Let's see what else we have here. Um, this one is from Edward. Uh, how do I say this? Santavecchi? I think I got it right. Santavecchi. Holy shit. This is barber recommendation. Hey, Paul, I moved to Armonk a few weeks ago and need a barber recommendation. Since I'm still waiting for that burger recipe, uh, I was hoping you could help me out, uh, with this one instead, I grew up in Queens, and I'm looking for a place that know uh, that knows what a fade is, isn't afraid to use a straight edge razor to line me up, and doesn't require an appointment. Uh, okay, you want a chair? Wow, chair massage or shampoo? The only places I've seen so far in my area should be called uh, salons. Uh, coming from the city, what? do you do now that you're in the woods too? Okay. Uh, I know this isn't an unacceptable, but if you need it, uh, then here are my top three barbershop unacceptables. All right. I could read some unacceptables from barbershops. When the barber has no remorse about answering his phone or texting while cutting your hair, oh, you have to answer it because it's... uh, Cause it's this bad chick you met last weekend or it's your boy who's coming through later. Fine. But don't you dare press the phone against your ear and shoulder while shaving me with a blade. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, that's a great one. Excessive talking. This isn't a therapy session. Uh, I want to be in and out. Don't ask me about my childhood, work or family. Ask me, uh, what number blade to use on the top and sides? <laughs> the only follow-up question should be when it's over, and when you ask me if uh, uh, ask me if it look if it looks okay, okay. And then here we go. Uh, ever have a barber that gets too close? One guy lets his fingers touch my lips while trimming my mustache. I don't like the dentist that close to my mouth. 
Uh, worse yet, sometimes there's a brief moment when you wonder if the guy just brushed his penis against your shoulder. Oh, yeah. I know. That's a really good one. Nobody talks about that. That's such a fucking, like, that's such a detailed, like, that's a great, I don't know, observation because it's it's perfect. Uh, I know it's hard to avoid giving the chair uh, height. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because you got he's got to do this, he's got to do that. But they're left to sit there for the remainder of the cut, wondering if it was just an accident or if it was merely seconds away from being, uh, or you're merely seconds away from being violated. Eddie from the Burbs. Well, let me break down the first question. Um, I fucking am bald, uh, Edward. So um, I shave my head as as low as it can go. Um, sometimes I'll let it go a couple of days. You know, I got the, you know, the shadow. I'll let it go a couple of days. Um, I will say this though. Sometimes I like the beard grooming. You know, I get the beard grooming, but that pretty much any barber should be able to do. And as far as Armonk, Armonk is not an area that I'm, I'm familiar with as far as living. I mean, I pass it all the time. I drive through it all the time. But as far as, bar, as, far as barbershops, I cannot help you out with that one. So um, I'm sorry. But I will say this. Uh, you are going to find a place. You are going to find a place that knows a fade and knows all that stuff, doing the edge up and all that. Um, I just think you have to ask the right people. But I'm sorry that I cannot help you with that. As far as your unacceptables, um, I agree. I agree with you 100% on... No, there's one I don't agree on. There's one I don't agree on and there's one I do agree on. No, I agree on two of them. Um, when the barber answering the phone and texting, 100% right. Putting it to their ear while they're doing it, that's completely unacceptable. Perfect. Okay. Um, barbers getting too close or touching you or like, you know, if you feel like the fucking lump of their dick going over your shoulder fucking unacceptable because then you're thinking is this guy fucking with me is it you know what I mean like I get that you know and it's not a fucking home of relax people thinking it's not homophobic it's just I'm sitting there and I think it could go out of your way to not let your fucking bulge rub somebody else's back that everybody feels and is weird um I totally agree with that one the talking look I'm a sports guy and I'm a personable guy so all it takes for me is like if I see like if the TV's on in there and they're talking sports, if I see anything Knicks, Giants, Yankees, or anything for that matter, if I'll see a Packers thing or a Bears thing and I'll just go, oh, so you like football? So for me, you know, talking sports or talking something that's going on, current events, you know, like if there was a, you know, God forbid an explosion in New York City and I'm getting my hair cut, it's on the news there, I'll be like, oh man, it's crazy what's going on down there, something like that. But I'm like a personable, like, I'm like that. You know, I, I have that, that, that's just me. Um, but I get what you're saying, but, for, and listen, you're right, I don't want to talk the whole time, but a couple of times, you know, talking some sports or for a few minutes or whatever, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, but awesome submission. Thank you so much. I wish I could help you with the recommendation. Um, all right, here we go. T-shirt. This is from uh, Jake uh, Berg. Paul, don't really have anything podcast-worthy. It is podcast-worthy because I'm reading it because it, it brings up a good question, and it's something that, that, uh, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask here. Just a question for you. Any chance of an unacceptable T-shirt getting produced or what? If you already have some merch of, uh, to that nature available, then the unacceptable goes to me for apparently not knowing how to use the Google. 
Uh, thanks as always, Bob. Okay. Um, and then you go on to say uh, nice things. I appreciate what you said. Uh, I think I have every podcast known to man on my stupid iPhone to get me through the 9 to 5. I look forward to TVE the most. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I always appreciate when people listen to podcasts that have, um, you know, that are like the biggest podcasts. Like there are literally people that listen to the biggest podcasts in the world. And I'm not kidding. There are people that listen to the biggest podcasts in the world and they say that I'm in the rotation with them and that they love my show. Uh, to me, that is the shit and I really appreciate it. But I'm not done. We're going to get this show to one of the best podcasts in the world. And I mean that with all sincerity. So tell a friend and do all that stuff and uh, and we're going to keep building this thing. Um, now, as far as the t-shirt, that is an excellent question and that is something that is going down in 2017, sooner than later, probably around the time where the two other podcasts come out. Now, um, let me know if you guys are interested, this is what I want you to do. And I'm being dead serious about this. If you guys are interested in an unacceptable t-shirt, start hitting me up and let me know because I want to get a gauge of how many people are interested in it. And, uh, if the number is, you know, if, if it's like a big demand for it, I'll get it out sooner, but it is something I'm going to do anyway, because it's good to just have it, you know? Um, cause I have the, uh, wait, why the fuck? I don't understand. By the way, I could vent to you guys right now. Cause my wife is probably not going to listen to this episode. My wife has fucking shit delivered here every day. Every fucking day. UPS is here every day. There are boxes outside of my fucking house every day. I don't mind it. It's fine. She could fucking do it as much as she wants. It's the fact that these guys are knocking on my door every day and it still scares the shit out of me because there's no reason to talk. I think it's just part of what they have to do. It's ridiculous. But anyway, yes, I am planning to, um, I am planning to, what's it called? I'm planning to have, uh, an unacceptable t-shirt I'm debating on if I should have the t-shirt the same as a poster. I personally love the poster. The poster to me is classic. It's, it's simple. It's a microphone. It says hashtag unacceptable TVE on the top. I love it. I'm thinking about making that the t-shirt. I don't know yet, but you guys let me know. You want a t-shirt? Hit me up. All right. And, uh, and we will go from there. And then you, uh, here we go. Uh, oh, and you also say, uh, hoping... You come up to the Rochester area. Yeah, that's an area that I need to hit up more, especially in New York. But thank you, Jake. Thank you, everybody, for your unacceptables. Um, if you would like to... Oh, wait, did I miss one here? Oh, yes, I missed one from a regular, and uh, it's a Christmas one. So I will uh, I will read this one for Christmas uh, from Blair Stewart. Blair is, I believe, a college student who is a big fan. Hi, Paul. I recently went to church service. Uh, as I did with my grandparents around this time of year for most of my life. They both passed away, I'm sorry to hear that, since last Christmas season, so I decided to go again to keep up the tradition. That's very nice of you. I'm in my mid-twenties, oh, so I guess you're out of school, uh, which is probably half the age of the second youngest person there. Uh, partway through the service, the pastor announced an offering collection, and they began to pass the plate around. This guy that was so old that he may have had a chance to vote for Lincoln pulled out a 20 and put it in the plate. 
I thought this was generous until he reached back in the plate and counted out $19 in change, I'm guessing. Uh, it's great that he gave up an offering, but seriously, have a little class and don't make change in the offering <laughs> in the offering plate. Anybody could accuse him of stealing, but I guess when you're that old, it doesn't matter. Thanks for the podcast, and Merry Christmas to you and yours. Go Giants. Thank you, Blair. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't want to get religious here, but the, 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 the money thing. The money thing at church. I get it that they got to keep the lights on and do all that. Um, well, as far as yours, let me let me address yours first. Um, sounds like a guy that's been going there forever and maybe giving a dollar every time he goes. I don't know, but I hear what you're saying totally. And uh, and and if not for anything else, just to stop holding up play, the time, you know, the time, you know, stop stop holding up people. So, um, but yeah, man, the 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 money thing. It's like. I don't understand why they do it at every... Sur- I would rather, like, why doesn't the church hold an event, you know, or the church should hold something, like, a couple of times a year, and it'll say, like, give this or give that, but I feel like taking money every Sunday, I, there's something about that that I, I don't like personally, but, uh, you know, I'm not trying to rub anybody the wrong way around Christmas, I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers, but um, I think, like, fundraisers or a couple of events, and everybody could say, and they could say, listen, we're not going to do it every Sunday, you know, this year, but we are going to have a couple events. If you could give, you know, what you think you give for the year or whatever, do that and then just have it be like that, whatever. Um, but thank you guys. Uh, if you want to submit to the show and I'm having a lot of, uh, first time submitters. So if you want to submit to the show, submit to, uh, unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. That is unacceptables for F O R T V E at gmail.com. Um, now I, there's some things that I other things that I wanted to talk about um, that uh, you know so, some shopping stuff. I have a couple of weird things I wanted to talk about. Some pet peeves, okay? Some weird things that um, I find when I go to a mall, and my sister kind of called me out on it because I went shopping with my sister, and uh, you know I just feel that um, when you go shopping and you are trying to buy somebody you love something, you know, that's the other thing I don't like, I don't like when you gotta buy something for somebody that you don't fucking love, you know, that you don't love, um, but you just have to, well, they're coming, and I think you should just get something, and it's like, ah, what am I gonna fucking do, you know, give them cash, I like the old school Italian way, just fucking, not even a card, just fucking give them a money clip, (laughs) give them a money clip with cash in it, um, but here we go. So I got, uh, what is this? Somebody sent me. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Somebody sent me one from Twitter and I just saw this and it says, this is from Gabe at safe Gabe. This animal has been walking around his, in his socks since TSA. He should, uh, he should be compensated uh, for wiping up the floors. Yeah, that's gross, dude. Is that by the way, that's another pet peeve. Alright, so here's here alright, so I'm glad I'm actually glad you sent that, uh, Gabe. Cause here's it's a pet peeve uh of mine. Oh, one more here. I gotta I gotta do this one too. Uh Timbo at Lord Timbo. Uh gotta get a uh gonna get a sick deal. Hashtag unacceptable and it's a federal uh, credit union that just has big red like lit up 
lit, lit up letters that says holiday loans. Um, here we go. Somebody else said, uh, I have a, I'm oh, sorry, this is David uh, Pava at the Pulp 16 Pava, which is, which is P-A-I-V-A. And he says, I have a feeling it's going to be Pats versus Giants this year. Hashtag unacceptable. I don't know why that's unacceptable. And I'm afraid, I'd be afraid of that. Because beating them three times seems like it would be nuts. I think our defensive backs can do it. And I think our defense is better. But I don't know about our offense. So, um, you know. But anyway. So, alright. Let's talk about some pet peeves. Here are things that drive me fucking nuts. You tell me what what drives you nuts. Okay. Uh, and the socks thing just made me think of a couple of sock things. And then I'll go to the mall and the shopping things. Because like I was saying before, there's certain things in the mall, especially when you buy something for somebody you love. So I'll just remember that thought and I'll get to the to the shopping. As a matter of fact, did I write down shoes? Yes, I wrote down shoes. Okay. So uh, I don't know what goes on in your house. There are four people in, in my house. Okay. Um, me, my wife, my two children. Okay. And then we have the animals. I guess the animals factor into this, but um, I am very, very big on wearing new socks and new underwear. Um, It drives my wife crazy, but I want to take all of my socks and underwear for the year, and I'd like to get rid of most of them, and then every year re-up and just get new ones. Um, And I know that's ridiculous because I have a lot of them, and sometimes I I only get to wear a couple of, like I don't wear them all the time, like I'm not... I'm not one of these people that like rotates five underwear or seven underwear for the week. I, I don't do that. I have, I have a lot, you know, I have a lot. So, and, and I like it that way. Um, and socks, I, I have this thing with socks. I love new socks. I love socks to be new and fresh on my feet. Um, you know, I know it's weird, but it's just how I'm like, I'm really big on like, somebody told me when I was younger, always take care of your feet, you know, cause when you become older, when you're an old man, you know, it's harder. So like I really kind of make sure that my feet and my, you know, I like to, them to be comfortable and I like to, you know, plus let's be honest, I'm always wearing dope ass sneakers. So I got to have, I got to, you know, my, my whole foot game from the, from the, the cloth, from the, the, you know, the socks to everything needs to be nice. Now I cannot stand if there is even the slightest little pinhole, I cannot have a hole in my underwear anywhere. Like, and I don't mean a whole hole. I mean, nobody can have a hole. I mean, like, a pinhole. I have a thing now where, like, if a staple hole, something the, st- the size of a staple hole is in my underwear socks, I can't fuck with the underwear socks anymore. Okay? I just can't. I need fresh, no holes anywhere, not worn out. I don't like anything look like worn. You know, the only thing that should be, like, worn should be a pair of jeans. Other than that, like if socks get stretchy, nothing. Can't have underwear. Everything's got to be crisp. That's just how I, I just, that's how I like it. Um, but my biggest pet peeve, and it, it drives me nuts to the point where I text my wife and I start getting upset, is mismatched socks. If I only have one sock and I can't find the other one, it drives me. If you ever want to prank me, just take one of all of my socks and hide them, and I will fuck, you will see me. I mean, I will turn into a fucking madman. Losing things is my number one. That's my number one pet peeve is losing anything. Like if I put a marker down and then I need that marker to write something or whatever a week later and I can't find it, I I fuck I lose my mind. I actually that's when I like I know I come across 
you know, easy going. I am. I am the easiest going motherfucker. Okay. And you could ask my friends. You could ask people that know me. I don't change. I'm not a moody fuck. A lot of my friends are moody fucks because that's, you know, comedians, our business is crazy, it's hard. A lot of us are moody. I'm not moody. I'm really not. I'm easy going, I'm not moody. You want to see the bad side of me? Take a pair, take one of my socks where I can't find the other one. Make something that I've seen forever. You know when you, you see something all the time and it's always there and then you look for it, you can't find it. You're like, but it's always fucking, that, that's another thing that drives me nuts. Now, another pet peeve of mine, or I don't know if it's a pet peeve, but something that I, I find weird is um, I can't ask the employee this, but for example, I'm buying shoes for somebody I love. And I found out that, and I was in Macy's, I was in Macy's and I was buying a nice pair of shoes, you know, and they got nice, you know, they got coach shoes, they got Ralph Lauren, they got... Um, you know, all the, what is it, the coach, coach is, is a nice, and there's another brand that I'm forgetting, but, and I noticed that other women are trying on shoes, so I go to the guy, and I was like, I need this in this certain size, and he goes, oh, there's only one size of that left, let me see if the person looking at them purchased them, so then I look at my sister, who was helping me shop, and I go, somebody tried them on. And she looked at me and she goes, what are you talking about? And I go, some fucking woman just put her feet, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure that they didn't just look at them. They probably tried them on. And my sister looked at me like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. Like now. So anytime you do that, whoever you buy something for, whether it's a pair of sneakers, where it's a pair of shoes, where it's a pair of boots, somebody else, the chances are somebody tried them on, and when they don't like them, they go back in a box and they go in the back of the store. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. You know, I'm not going to buy a pair of, you know, $400 Jordans knowing that three people tried them on. So now I like to ask if they could, and I know it sounds nuts, but I want it to be like, hey man, how many do you have back there, you know? And if they're like five, all right, give me like the fourth or fifth one, like down, you know, because you imagine that the people trying it are trying the first or second one, maybe the third one. But I figure you get down to fourth or five, four or five, not, not everybody's trying. They haven't gone down that far. So you're getting the freshest pair. Um, so for me, basically, and you could tell when you get shoes and they're laced up and the stuffing is not in the toe, you know that somebody tried them on. Um... Is it my crazy OCD? Maybe. Do I have a point? I think absolutely. Right? How do I not have a point there? It's like somebody else's fucking foot. I don't know where your foot's been. I don't know if your sock game at home's got holes in it. I don't know if your feet smell. I don't know if you shower. I don't know if you clip your fucking toenails. So now, some at one point, somebody's crusty fucking long toenail fucked up foot has been in the sneakers that I'm paying hundreds of dollars for, and I I want mine to be the first. I'm crazy like that. I'm crazy like that. Um, am I crazy, or is this a normal thing? You tell me. My sister looked at me like I was seriously nuts to the point where she was like, she couldn't get it. She was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm serious. You know? You don't know what people's hygiene is. You don't know how people act. You know, people probably people don't dry themselves. You want to know how to be clean? You got to dry yourself. I learned this from my grandmother. 
I know you people are laughing, thinking I'm nuts. I'm telling you, you want to be clean? You dry yourself properly. You dry yourself. Because when you don't dry yourself properly and there's moisture and then you put on clothes, that's, that's, what, that's when things, you know, that's when it's not good. That's when you're not fully clean. You know, people will do that. And it's not, you've you got to dry off good. That's why I love hotel towels. And I drive my, nuts, my, my wife nuts with towels. Because I like to dry towels and I like to use like three towels. Drives her nuts. But these people are not drying their feet. I know they're not. I know they're not. They're not drying their feet properly. <laughs> they're not. I feel you guys laughing at me being crazy, but I'm telling you, people do not dry their feet. I mean, sit down, wrap their feet up, and dry them till they are dry, dry. Not moist, not fucking dry. And then you put the socks on, you know? You got to clip your toenails and shit. You got to, like, it's, you know what I mean? Everything. So that's how I look at it. So I don't want to buy shit that people tried on. A jacket is the one thing I could get because there's layers under it and they're hanging there. I get that. Not shoes. Not shoes to me. Um, all right. Wow. We are almost an hour and 15 and I got more to talk about. Long episode today, everybody. Long episode. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, let's see. So I went to the Giants game this week. I went and I took my um, I took my son, my wife's uncle Bob, who's awesome, big time Giants fan. Um, he drives me a little nuts because he's he's one of these people that still Eli didn't do enough for him, um, but he's a great dude and he was like a tailgate master. And uh, our neighbor Jeff, Jeff is a Giants fan, and we had an extra ticket and he came and. We just had such a great time. It was so cool. And, and the best part was everyone's like, oh, it's going to be rainy and do this. And, you know, my wife had my son, you know, a bag packed like we were going to fucking, like we were going to go, you know, climb Everest. And it did not rain. There was a little mist. It was like 56 degrees, nothing. Nobody was wet. It wasn't uncomfortable. Awesome seats. Uh, we had a great time. Giants won. And now we are, we play tonight. And we are, I think... I mean, I think we already have the wild card, but I think one more win does it. I think one more win, and we we're definitely we're definitely in. But it looks like the Giants are going to make the playoffs. Um, if you go to the beginning of this of the football season to my podcast, I think I predicted the Giants were going to be um, ten and six or eleven and five and make the playoffs. It looks like that's going to happen. I said that we were going to be good this year, but. The only thing I was wrong with was I said it was going to be because of our offense, and it seems like it is because of our defense. Either way, I'll take it. We're there. They've been a pleasure to watch. They've lost four games. Out of all four games the Giants lost, they were in the game in the fourth quarter. Happy. Moving on to the Knicks. The Knicks are playing well. They're doing good. There's a lot of speculation. Get rid of Carmelo Anthony. I heard Stephen A. Smith say get rid of Carmelo Anthony. He gets the offense stagnant. I kind of agree with that. But then all of a sudden the guy carries the team, drops 35, 40 points, then you win, and you're like, what do you do? So it's a tough, it's a tough thing. But I think that when the Giants, uh, the Giants, I think when the Knicks are fast paced, I think the Knicks are better. And I don't know if you could get that with Carmelo, but they're looking like a playoff team too. See what happens. Hopefully get better during the season. Um, as far as movies, I will be seeing Rogue One. A Star Wars story, which everybody's hyping up, and it better live up to the hype because I'm hearing crazy shit about it. 
best Star Wars yet. It's the best. It's phenomenal. It's this. It's that. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to probably selfishly sneak into one of them uh, while I'm Christmas shopping, if I can do that. Uh, Then my wife will find out and say, but we wanted to go with you, and then there'll be a fight. But I may have to do it anyway. Um... What else? What do we, that's pretty much it. I, I still haven't seen. I want to see some movies. I want to see more Netflix stuff, um, but I have I uh, have yet to get around to doing so. Now, as far as plugs, um, let's see what we have. Well, I could tell you I'll be at the Sher the Sherbert Sherbert no Schubert Sherbert's the thing you the, like the ice cream no Schubert. I will be at the Schubert Theater. On uh, New Year's Eve, everybody, the Schubert Theater, New Year's Eve in New Haven, Connecticut, on a four-headliner show, New Year's Eve, and me, Ross Bennett, Eric McMahon, and my buddy Sean Donnelly. We will be at the Schubert Theater in New Haven. Other than that, I'm running around uh, New York City doing spots, and um, and that that's pretty much it. And getting some dates. But if you are interested in further dates, I could tell you this. I will be headlining um, the Comedy Connection in Providence, Rhode Island, everybody. Great club. Great club owners. Amazing venue. Um, The Providence, Rhode Island Comedy Connection. The 17th and 18th of February. I will also be headlining... The Atlanta Punchline, another amazing club in an amazing city. Atlanta is one of my favorites. Um, I will be there March 18 through the, does that make sense? Is it, I think it's, is it March 18th? I think it's March 18th, but it's saying that the St. Patrick's Day is the, I don't know. It's the it's the I'll confirm it next time, but I'll be there in March. I believe it's the 18th to like the or like that week of like the 17th to the 19th or whatever. But I'll confirm that. Um, all right, that's pretty much it. That's the plugs. This has been episode. Oh my God, this went fast. I guess that means it was a good one. This has been episode 286. Everybody, we are getting closer to the historic 300th. But the 100th was historic, the 200th was historic, the 300th is, is going to be obviously the biggest one, and um, it's going to be a banger for sure. Um, but I'll keep you guys posted on everything. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Please send your Unacceptables to Unacceptables for TVE. Enjoy your Christmas, everybody. May you all have a very, very happy, merry Christmas. Um, I think I'll do one before New Year's, but have a have a great Christmas. Uh, Hanukkah, I, I don't know the dates and let's be honest, it's not Christmas, but no, I'm kidding. I hope everybody has a great Christmas. I hope everybody has a happy Hanukkah. Um, your families are, uh, you know, together, happy and healthy this uh, Christmas and, uh, enjoy. And until episode 287, I am out of here. Take care, everybody.